very much. So, we have been going through a series about... Genesis! The and so far we have covered creation... Yes. Of what? The earth and the heavens. Okay, what does that mean? Oh, the heavens and the earth. Oh, the void. And that we don't really know exactly what that looks like. But we do know about the water cycle. Uh, about what? The water cycle. Oh, like <laughs> precipitation and yeah, because condensation. It, it says... Uh, I have it says, Evaporation. It says, um, um, separated the firmament from divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so, so yeah. above meaning like the atmosphere and like, and it was all done, yeah. it was all settled by dew because there was no rain. Okay, so side no rain. Talk about light, how it gives reference and truth. Okay, so light uh, in a um, a literal and symbolic way, right? Yeah. And what else does light bring you? Clear, like you can see clearer truth. Okay, clarity. Reference? Did she say that? Huh? Reference? Oh, did she say said that? that. What else does light bring you? Happiness. Okay, there oh, is. What does, do you know what being in the sunlight does for your body? Doesn't it create like oxytocin or something like that? Or like some sort of chemical? Uh, in your brain? Yes, it, so, what did you say? Vitamin D. Vitamin D. Did you know that vitamin D is actually not technically a vitamin? Yes. We just know what is this in science. What is it? Um, it's a sort of light. Well, it's a hormone that your body naturally creates when exposed to light. But you can also take it. So, so that was always confusing because I was like, don't. Now, don't you introduce vitamins and you can't like create them in your body? Really? So well, like, it's not like you eat like, things, right? That yeah, like, and vitamins. we make vitamin D and that never made sense to me because you don't usually make vitamins. Right. Yeah, right, so I didn't know that. So. Right. I didn't know that until in the past couple of years that it was a hormone. I was always just called vitamin D. Probably yeah. it was an easier branding thing to get people to take it. Probably. You know? Anyways, so what do hormones do to you? They send messages in your body and tell them to do, tell your cells to do things. Okay, yes. And hormones, some part of all the other things that they do, but they affect your mood a lot. So that's why when you go out in the sun and you're in the sunlight and you have, tend to have on, if you look at an overall trend, you tend to be happier in sunnier days and in the summer when there's more daylight out 
versus in the winter, everyone gets a little bit mopey, even depressed people get because they're not getting as much sunlight and vitamin D. So that's an interesting thing that the sun brings you um, life in that sense, but also how else does the light bring life? Photosynthesis. I said it first. Yeah. Photosynthesis. That synthesis. Synthesis. That's it. Synthesis. Which the plants make their it's like food for the plants. What else? There's an important aspect besides what you see visually Oxygen. using huh? Oxygen. That's not Well the plants, yes, do that, but what does using your five senses? That's a chainsaw. Oh. <laughs> I think that was someone's phone, was it? Using your five senses, what you can see like. Can you taste it? Not usually. I don't think so. But I've never tasted it, at least. You can feel it warm. You can feel it, right? Warm. You must have you warm. feel the light, oh, right? Being transferred. What happens if it gets below? It's if it was, if you were in 40 degrees or colder, cold. non-stop, what would happen to you? You'd you get hypothermia. Hypothermia, right? And you would die because your body, I mean, I guess, if you weren't moving around and eating enough, you would die and without clothing. But you get below freezing and eventually you die. There are very few things that live below certain temperatures, like you get I mean, there are crazy things, like there are uh, microorganisms that can live below, like, super freezing temperatures. That's how they, that's one of the dangers of the, um, we're going off topic, but the mad cow disease with the brain, um, I can't think of the right, parasites that some of them, they tried burning them to kill them, and they couldn't kill them with extreme heats, and they couldn't kill them with extreme freezing either. That's why they were so dangerous, and that's why you, eat, if you ate the meat, you would still get it, because it didn't matter how hot you cooked it, or if you froze it, you would still get it. So, what did so, you mean? Huh? Well, I'm just saying that that's one of the rare examples of something that can survive yeah. in extremes, but us mammals and birds and most fish need a certain range to live in life in the sun. The light provides that. Okay, what else did we talk about with creation? talked about um, being made in God's image. Okay, so we get into man... And then woman. And specifically in verse 26, it says our image. So we talked about the Trinity. Yep. What did it mean to be made in God's image? Natalia, what does that mean?
what else might it have? What if I then turned it into a robot? What would it also be able to do that you can do? Gideon's signaling walking. So I might be able to do things, right? Similar things. Um, what's, but then there's an aspect that you would have to give it to make it really like you. Because a robot will just do whatever you tell it to do or program it to do. What would it have to have to really be like you? DNA. Okay, DNA, that's good. So more biological. But even beyond that, what would make it different from an animal? The ability to make conscious decisions or choose for yourself. Like, okay. You know, like you have, like, you have, like, that, I can't describe it other than that spark. That you know, that we're like. Free will. That's part of it, right? You have the. But animals have free will to a certain degree. You should draw the person. Yeah. Oh, the person? Okay. A big person filled with spirit. A soul or right. your big hero six? They have a soul, right? Yeah. That's the person. Okay, so body. Yeah, body, mind, soul, and then there's the spirit in the middle inside. Body, soul, spirit, no mind. Whatever. Mind is okay. mind is something that kind of the spirit bridges them, and that's part of science where they talk about that they can't understand your mind because it's it's beyond just a brain that functions with electro, electro, electronic nodes and synapses. It's not that's not all that it is. There's something more to it than that, and that's where because that's kind of the beauty of some terms like terms that we've moved away from as we've become more scientific, but terms like the mind, or even beyond that, how about your heart? Like, I know it in my heart that that is true. And we've kind of said, well, that's dumb because your heart is just a pump in your body. But the real meaning of the heart is a morality. In like, yes, in like an allegorical is like, your inner being, and that's kind of where you get your soul and your mind, mind of your body kind of mixed together, and then you go deeper still, and then there's your spirit within that, okay? So like that, because we have the trinity of God, that there's the Holy Spirit, there's Jesus who takes on bodily form, and then God, you could almost say is, because he's called the head, right, the God head, you may have heard that before. He's in charge because he's the father, right? He's that authority figure, so his mind overall. And that's a very loose way to think about it, but it helps us to understand better who we are. Okay, besides, well, we can't spend too much more time on that. What happens then? Man has this perfect relationship with God. He lives in a wonderful paradise garden where he can 
eat apples and bananas and oranges and raspberries and avocados and sweet corn. Okay, right? And? And then she ate it. Okay. And then what did she, she do? She like, And what did Adam do? He ate it. And then their spirit died. Okay, and then their spirits die, right, within them. And they also bring on a physical death that happens the later. <clears throat> and the sacrifice. Okay. So. That's going to play more into what we're going to learn about tonight, that now we have sin. Um, you guys talked then about the, one of the first, well, really, the first story of the extreme of what sin produces. Jealousy and, like, death. I guess. Was that this? Cain and Abel? Yes. Yes, right? You briefly talked, we didn't go into the story, because I hope you know the story. There's obviously, we could go more in depth on it, but mm -hmm. like Audrey said, there's jealousy involved there. There is um, pride is almost always involved in sin. Yes? Okay, so last week we said that it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible that he like, killed him with a rock. But I no, I know, but she said this still. Why does that bother you? Because that's what everybody else told us. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's just like all those pictures. I mean, it's not. It could be. He could have used a sharpened stick. He right? just like choked him to death. He could have had a knife made out of bone. They were already hurting sheep and goats. It doesn't really matter. The, I think the point is that, to, I think why a lot of times that symbolism is used is that it makes it more of a, like, a angry decision. Like, he's not, there's not going about it in a clean way, like I'm just going to kill him with a bullet to the head. Or, you know, it is a much more raw and violent act. When you picture somebody bashing somebody's head in the road with a rock, that's much more violent, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that depicts Cain's emotions. And that's probably why it's been chosen. Because it wasn't your, whoever Sunday school teacher did just come up with that on their own, right? Right, because it was all. It's been something that's been depicted in artwork back 500 years. Um, and the, part of the artist's decision for doing things like that is to try to get emotions across. They weren't necessarily saying it was a stone, but if you're going to draw something, you can't just say, imagine him holding something. We don't know what it was, but he's imagine it in his hands. Right? You actually pick something to put there. Okay? Just like. If you look at all your little kids' Bibles that have creation story, there's a picture usually for when the earth was created and there was darkness and then light, right? Is that how it, do you think that, I mean, maybe, maybe not. So we, it's to get you thinking about it, to help your imagination, but it's not necessarily. So 
sometimes that's a bad thing because we picture things really incorrectly. Like all the Lord's Supper paintings, almost all of them have them sitting in chairs. But they're laying down, right? Okay. But it doesn't necessarily take away from the story. It's not a huge problem, but it does put slightly incorrect ideas in our minds sometimes. Okay. We'll move on. Um, what else did you talk about with men? Because then Cain is um, um, he is cursed to be a vagabond and a um, that's the wanderer, that's the vagabond and um, a fugitive, right? And on the run. They built a lot of stuff. Okay, they built a lot of stuff. They what kind of stuff? Built a like water parks? No. no. Cities. Cities, okay. What else did they do? What else were they skilled in? They made instruments of some sort. Okay. Musicians. They had uh, um, metal working. Can't remember what kind right. of. Right. Was that tubal cane? I think. I don't know. I don't remember. But it was someone with a weird. Worker name. of brass, I think, and iron. Yeah, and then all of his like descendants or whatever are all iron and brass people. Yes. Okay. So why is that? What is different about that than what you guys would learn in your world history class? They are advanced. Oh, yeah, we talked about how, like, um, a lot of the buildings, like, they said something about, like, some tribe or something, and they were like, oh my gosh, how did you build these? Or somebody, not, like, a group of people in this time, but, like, all of their roof. But, like, and they were like, well, they were already here, and it was the same type of building that it was before. Okay, so pre-flood, right? Pre- I won't say pretty much, but there are more people out there than you think that think that believe that even if they're not Christians, believe that there was some sort of global or semi-global flood that destroyed things. Okay, so pre-flood is what the area that we are looking at until we get to verse seven or cap chapter seven eight. Was it like the tail of Gilgamesh or whatever? Okay, the, yes, that has within it, there is a flood story. Um, the, you guys have all seen Moana. Yes. Yeah. Their culture has a flood story as well. Um, the, the Egyptians have a flood story, if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> the um, uh, Aztecs or Mayans, one of those, I can't remember which one, might even be Incas, but one of them, for sure, they have a flood story. Many island cultures do, and that one you can kind of chalk up to, well, of course, they got flooded a tsunami, that's, of course, they're going to have one. But there's lots of other cultures that don't necessarily have floods, all right? So they all have, Native Americans do. So this is pre-flood that we're looking at. And um, you were saying that you are that the story is that they are like a tribe, right? Yeah. A tribe, or the the common like the a 
official turn. Hunter gatherer. Yeah. Yes. You heard that one before? Mm -hmm. yes. No. That's not to say that there aren't hunter gatherers, right? Well, it just that whole concept makes it seem like we over time humans just gained more knowledge. Right. And if you go we, back far enough, like according to evolution, right, you've yeah, got there was just like like you we advanced and like we had more better tools and then we get more knowledge and then we're where we are today. But this suggests that over only a few generations a whole city suggests. Who well, says? Says. It okay. says. I mean it says yeah. And yeah. and um only, it's only a few generations. So as we go on, this this suggests that the world intelligence Start off high, and now it's like declining as time goes on. Okay. Because of the cities. And so I put up here Neanderthal. You have you all heard that. It's becoming even more and more talked about because they actually. Um, so we'll get to this in a second. But they genetically, and this is what the experts say. I'm not obviously. I'm just normal person, but they have genetically sequenced with the genes all the the whole Neanderthal gene code now. That's what they say. Um, now, let's go ahead and let's read in chapter 5, we're going to read verses 1 through 5. And this is going to sound a little bit like he's Moses is going backtracking in time, but what, and you'll see that with chapter 2 and then chapter 3, it kind of talks about creation of woman twice. And again, he's going back, and this is just, it's him, Moses, filling in the details from a different angle. Have you ever watched like a TV series where it's got the regular story, but sometimes at the very beginning of the episode, there's like a flashback that tells you more about a character that you didn't know before, and you're like, Oh, now I know why they did that. That's kind of how Moses is writing things, where he's adding more to another angle of the story to help you understand more. Okay, so let's read chapter, verses 1 through 5. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God, made he him. Male and female created he them, and blessed them, and called their name Adam. In the day when they were created. And Adam lived an hundred and thirty years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were eight hundred years and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days that Adam lived were nine hundred and thirty years and he died. Okay, so. Something, what are some things that stand out to you? 930 years, that's a long time. That is a very long time. And also, he had a son at 130. Okay, son named Seth, that's important to know. At 130. At 130. Anybody, does anyone know anyone with an old dad? Like an old dad, like older than your dad. 
No. 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 No? Okay. No, I don't think so. My dad was kind of old. He was like 50. Yeah, 50. No, no, sorry. Like 45 when he was. So that was kind of older, right? Um, I had a friend, or I wouldn't say friend, but went to school with a guy, and his dad, when he was graduating high school, was 80. Yeah. So some people do have dads who are older, but 130. That's old. Now, most people don't live to 130. No. In recent history, I don't think anyone has. For, no, they're like, if you look up the oldest, like, confirmed, and I don't know exactly what that means, so but like 116, 122, maybe, if you believe, if they have accurate records, right, of when they were born. Now, I don't want you to think because I would. We don't know for sure, but I would lean towards when Adam is 130, he doesn't look like he's 130 today would look. Probably not. Probably doesn't. Okay? Now, have you ever seen, like, what they, like, um, like digital renderings or CGI or drawings of what Neanderthal is supposed to look like? Yes. What's he look like? Like a weird monkey. Like <laughs> okay, he has a heavy brow. I'm glad you brought that up. And like thick skull, it's like, like yeah, like thick, thick, like just different yeah, features, you know. right? A little bit. It still looks like human. Like it's not. Okay. not a human. It's a weird monkey. <laughs> and they're like this. Well, I think we've been programmed to think weird monkey human, right? Because this is a supposedly a step in between monkeys and who we are today. But um, there are also interesting things where there are cultures of like um, hunter-gatherer type tribes, like today, where they are they let are like Africa or the Amazon, so they don't have power tools or equipment, and they have to chew their food a lot more. And then they also even use their jaws as like a vice for like working on things. So like if they're like working on like an arrow or something, they'll hold it and they use their teeth like as a tool a lot of times to do things so they have and you see that their their skulls and like their jaws are changed because of that because of how much they use them now I'm not telling you hunter gatherer but I'm saying think if you lived way longer but you were still healthy and people's features change over time. Could it be that these so-called Neanderthals or whatever, could it just be because they live longer? Or maybe it's just like you, we've already talked about different genetic, they have all the same genetic possibilities, but they're different in what they have. Just like if you you look at people from the from 
China, Korea, they have different aspects to them, right? Their eyes are shaped differently than ours, their eyelids and whatnot, not their actual eyeball, but their eyelids are shaped differently, right? You can pick out how they look because they just have a certain set of the genes that have propagated more there than, say, people with blue eyes and naturally blonde hair. Certain cultures like Mexicans, they don't have naturally blonde hair. It doesn't happen, right? It just doesn't. They have black hair because they have different genetics. So I just say that to say that they're all like, ooh, we're figuring out the Neanderthals. We're going to figure out back to the apes. Well, from that point of view, maybe, but possibly not, okay? Um, so, the other thing that we notice here, and I think you talked about a little bit last week, is if he's having kids at 130, Adam is, and then it says that he continues to have sons and daughters. How big do you think his family is? I see everything. I mean, it doesn't say, but, I mean, let's just think that normally you might have your kids over 10, some people 15 years, usually not beyond that. And you could have, I mean, there's families that have even 10, 12 kids in 15 years. What if Adam and Eve are just perfectly healthy at 400? They're just having another baby. They could have hundreds of kids, right? Potentially. So that's why we see the cities that you um, touched on last week. <clears throat> and if you... What else did you talk about with these cities last week? I um, they, they share some similarities with each other, and they're like really advanced. Like there's. How do we know they show they share similarities? Well, this is like a, there was like a metal nail thingy that they used to hold together stones in. Um, the Americas, and okay. that was also used in Egypt. For okay, so we're looking at ruins, right, of old cities. Okay, good. That's what. So, and then we have. So you're seeing similarities, but why are people interested in these? Why are you? Would you be more interested in these cities besides them being old versus a castle from the medieval? Because it's still for hundreds of years, and like yes. it's oh. crumbling. Okay. Thousands of years. Okay. Years. Thousands of years. Um, what else about it? Um, well, they use the same technique, and they're across an ocean from well, they would use power, they would use like... Without power tools. Without power tools. Like without they a giant dozer. Couldn't. 
We haven't figured out how to do it yet, right? Yes. There's we some theories. People have even, thousands. you know, uh, universities and stuff have gotten together teams with their ideas of how to do it, and they've been mildly successful. Typically, it's usually in Egypt where they've tried these things. Mildly successful. And so, they all, now, if you watch documentaries on these, on these ancient monuments and cities, like, um, um, what's the Inca one in, up in the mountains? <laughs> um, anyways, but you look at the pyramids by the Aztecs, pyramids by the Egyptians. You look at um, the ziggurats in um, in Sumeria, like the city Ur, where um, Abraham is from. And generally, what you hear them say is. They either say, we don't know how they did this, or they, they just had a ton of slaves. That's kind of a quick go-to answer. And then once you start getting a little bit wackier, people will be like, well, it was aliens. Or it was some other race of humans that was more advanced than us. But Nobody ever says, looks at the Bible, reads this passage and says, well, or they lived 900 years and figured out how to build things because you look at somebody who is either a metal worker or a, let's even like a quilter or a seamstress or a boat builder. Who has the knowledge about how to build the best one? Is it the guy who's been doing it five years, or the guy who's been doing it for 40 years? Guy who's doing it for 40 years. Not that new guys don't have skill or ability, but experience is extremely valuable. So if you have somebody who's been building buildings for 400 years, what do you think one of the things he learned is not good to build with. Okay, yes? Because <laughs> he probably has watched buildings that he built out of wood, or somebody did, that rotted in their lifetime. Like, that's saying they lived longer than the church has been around. So if, let's say Israel Sanborn built the church 200 years later, looks at it, and says, well, maybe I should have built one out of stone instead. And then they build one out of stone and it doesn't hold together because with earthquakes and shift, natural shifting, thawing and freezing, they say, I would do it differently the next time. And then they have a new guy, maybe a son who's 100 years old, they're 600 years old, and they pass all their knowledge on to their son, and he does it even better. Just an idea. Another interesting thing a lot about a lot of these buildings 
and these things that they find, that a lot of times they are buried by tons and tons and tons of dirt. Why would they be buried by dirt? So okay, that can happen naturally. A third reason is sometimes people just build stuff over the top. That did happen with some stuff in Mexico. We visited a site in Mexico City, which became very Spanish and Catholic, and they built right over the top of their smaller pyramids. They would build a church. They totally cover in dirt, build a church on top. But there are other things, like there's a pyramid in, again, in Mexico. It's wider than the Great Pyramid in Egypt. It's the widest base. It's not as tall, but it's wider. And Sarah, this, they recently, I think, made it so you couldn't go up it. But Sarah and I walked up to the top. You can, it's not hard to walk up. It just takes a long time. And that's probably a, kind of generous for how big you are up there. And the, this particular one, the Aztecs had, and they built a bunch of other little smaller pyramids around it and other like buildings and stuff. But they said, we didn't build this big pyramid. We found it and took it over whatever, from the Olmecs. They were before us. And the Olmecs told us that they found it and that the gods built it. That's what they said. So they found it. Right. Could it be that, because something like that that's big, heavy, Nobody ever built anything on top of it. Nobody ever took it apart. Could that have been there before the flood? Maybe. I don't know. It's built really, really well. It could be. There's another place called Gobekli Tepe in Turkey that's um, new in discovery. As in, I think they discovered it in the 90s, and finally now they've unearthed it enough and have looked at it enough that they're. It's the research is coming out in more public documentaries and stuff. And this one is more has a ton of these monoliths that are shaped like the they call them T's, and then like a person is probably like this big next to it, and they're just giant pieces of stone, they're all kind of shaped, and they align with certain stars and moons. Um, not as good anymore because of shifting of the planets, or not planets, but the Earth's rotation changes ever so slightly around the sun as it goes. And these, though, were totally covered up by Earth, nothing built over the top of them, they had to dig quite a bit to unearth them. And there's even more that they found with seismic, um, I think that's the right term, for um, like x-raying below the earth, using different technology to kind of see what's down below it. And another one that maybe that was 
covered up by the foot. It's a possibility, right? Um, so, I say all this to note that they're, like you said last week, they weren't very dumb. They're actually pretty smart. Smart enough, different, right? They did different things. As far as we know, they weren't building iPhones or electronic computers or have electricity or airplanes, but they built things that last way longer than our steel Golden Gate Bridge is going to last. They did things different. Now, is just how old people were when they had their children and specifically following the line of Seth, Adam's, one of Adam's sons. And he has, they each have sons down the line and that we know from other places in the Bible as well that they followed God, that they didn't turn away from God. And um, this is also recorded here because whether Moses didn't necessarily know this, but eventually this is who Jesus comes from, right? He comes from this line of Seth that then eventually becomes the line of Noah, which everybody's from Noah, but then you get to Abraham and that's where it narrows down. So now we're going to go ahead and look at chapter 6 because this brings us back into the narrative of the story of what happens next on earth. And we'll read verses 1 through 3. What chapter? Chapter 6, And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them. That the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be in 120 years. Okay, so what what stands out to you in these verses here? That the daughters were fair. And sons of God came down and wed with men, or mankind, I guess. Don't okay. Means, but... Okay. I know Gideon has some previous studying knowledge there. So, what do you notice in verse 3 that happens? Um, our lifespans are shortened. Okay, yes. So it says, instead of people living to be 900, 800 years, God says, I'm going to cut that back. And it's going to be 120 years is how long people are now, there are people afterwards who live longer, but we don't know. I mean, God could have just magically said, anybody who's alive from here on out, you're going to die at 120. Could have done that. Maybe he 
the average lifespan. Yes. Like it, it's not like everyone at this specific age dies. Yes. Just but around. But Noah, um, he lives to be um, still lives to be like I think eight hundred years old, six or eight hundred years old. Well, he was born before. He is. God did that, I guess. Yep. Sorry. And then Abraham lives to be 140. Was he born before Oh, no way. Yeah. Maybe it was the start of the slope downward. Right. So maybe God went in there and said, I'm going to change something in everyone's genes that's not oh. going to allow them to live that So they wouldn't do it right away, but maybe I don't know. it could have been like a slow Right. I'm just putting some stuff out there that this could be the way that he did it. We don't know exactly how God did it. Just like when, for Joshua, God stops the sun and the moon in the, in the sky. I don't know. He could have just put a finger on the earth and kept it from spinning. Or I don't know what he did. <laughs> so I'm not even going to try to think, say how he did that. But there's... You don't really know why he's doing this yet. Here, we're going to see that in the next couple. Um, we're going to learn more about that as we continue on here. Well, don't worry. We will come back to the sons of God. Okay? So let's go on with verse 4 and through 6. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them. The same began, became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Okay. So, why did God shorten lifespan? Because they, everything that they do is evil, or they think evil thoughts all the time, and are being bad. Okay, so what's, what makes you say that that's why he shortened their lifespan? So is it they, just a punishment? So they have more, so they have less time, so they're more inclined to look to God instead of to everything around them. Okay. I feel more like they need God, I guess. Well, I don't think it was just because we were too near because it said, um, didn't it say it like, and it said it grieved him at his heart, so like maybe it was like. Okay, right. Greed means that he's sad that he that people have turned away from him. He's sad at how, how evil they've become. Um, if you live longer and how easy is it for you to change your habits 
nobody in this room knows. But to change your habits at 50 years old. Difficult? I would guess difficult because most people that I observe don't change their habits much. Right? The older they get, you get in a groove of doing things, right? Mm -hmm. You have the way that you like it. Even as young people, it's like one thing is to make a habit and like. Oh, yeah, right. In the, in the short term. In the short term. Yes, yes. So, let's say that you get used to living a certain way. You've made the decision. But in that, that whatever causes you to make that decide, but you've made this decision not to follow God. So you're going to do things in rebellion of God, and you're going to keep doing them. Do you think that they're going to become more rebellious as time goes on? Or are you going to be satisfied with the level of sin that you're already in? Probably more and worse, okay? Um, we see that still today with other activities. Let's, let's take a less graphic one like, say, gambling. If you gamble and you start out and you're saying, and I'm not, this is not me trying to say that oh, if you even buy a lottery ticket, that's evil. Okay, <laughs> I don't, doesn't bother me if you want to go buy a lottery ticket. But do you, if you start out just gambling with, say, $20 a blackjack, do you think you're going to stay at $20 the rest mm -hmm. of your life? If you really like it, if it's something that you become addicted to, you don't want to keep up in it and up in it to get a higher and higher level of thrill. Okay? So just a simple exercise there. Now, if it's other things that are for evil reasons, do you think, let's go more evil as if you are, say, just a, in a corrupt mayor of a city, do you think you're going to get worse or better at being a, being more corrupt and more. You would get better at being more corrupt. Yes, more. as you as you do it more. So, think of how how you you could probably think of ten examples of evil politicians, whatever public figures out there. None of them have been doing it for more than probably 60 or 80 years of their life. Think if they did it for 800 years. How bad could they be? Pretty bad. How, and I don't mean just bad for their sakes, but how much could they hurt other people? How many other lives could they destroy? Right. So, I think there's quite a few reasons why God does this, alright? But that's, that's just one of them to say, to think of the other people that do want to follow God, to kind of curb that evil so it doesn't get so terrible for them.
to be merciful to them. Um, so they are, let's go to Luke chapter 17. This is where um, Jesus mentions uh, this time in history. Remember, this is another reason why we decide what books go in the Bible is this one was a dead ringer anyways, Genesis, but when Jesus mentions things, that's how you know that it actually was true, was actually what happened. So 17, 26 to 27. And as it was in the days of Noah. Or Noah, it's oh, just, no. um, it would be the Aramaic or Greek pronunciation. Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Okay. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> essentially what he is describing is that they just did whatever, they did. whatever was fun, whatever was entertaining, whatever satisfied their desire at the time. And everyone says this. People said this 100 years ago. People, Christians who were said, said this 200 years ago, that it's getting more and more like that again. When it will be exactly like that, because that's what Jesus is saying, is that end times, when I am going to come back, that's what it's going to be like. It's going to be like in the days of Noah when all they did was they continually thanked, thought of evil and continually did it. Because that's what it says here in Genesis. That, that was all that they did. Every imagination and thoughts of their heart was evil continually. So within their soul, right, we talked about that, within their soul and their body and their mind, continually evil. That's all they can think about. Now, what do you think of? What are the things that you think they were doing? That was so evil. Prostitution. Okay. Gambling, worshiping other gods. Okay. Murder. I, to me, the first two things, because they're graphic, we tend to generate toward, or not generate, um, gravitate. gravitate. Thank you. Towards the things that are graphic to us, like murder and rape. Those, those are pretty awful, right? Where terrible things. I think, though. Yes, those were those were among them, I'm sure. But I think that they got to a point where they were no longer. It wasn't when they committed their these sins that they thought, "Oh, that was a sin that I just did." It was just the way that they lived. This is just how I live, and. 
how they get to that point is that they have ignored their conscience enough times. They've ignored God's built-in conscience that says, that was wrong, that was wrong. You, that thing that makes you feel terrible when you do something wrong, that they've done exercise shutting off that voice enough times that it's like a callus that you build up on your hand. When I do blacksmithing in an open house, even with um, other people that, even if they are like other people who work with their hands, if they, they'll grab something and they'll be like, ooh, that's too hot to hold. And I will grab the same thing. Obviously, it's not bread, but it can be hot anyways. I will grab the th same thing and be like, that's all right, I'll hold that. It doesn't pop. Because I've gotten used to it. After a while, your body gets used to it and says, this is warm, but it's not going to burn me. From I know that it's not going to burn me. The calluses have built up. And to a point where your body even changes it's sensory, what it's sending back to you as hurting. And another way to think of it is some people have tinnitus in their ear. Do you know what that is? Not the ringing. Where you have a constant ring in your ear. Mm -hmm. You've all probably had that at some point, right? You're just all of a sudden you have a ring in your ear for just a short amount of time. Some people have it nonstop. But after a while, they learn to ignore it. Their body retrains themselves and, and they don't realize it's there, except sometimes they're made aware of it. That, oh yeah, that's right, that's there, I have that ringing. I've gotten like that, I have a carbon monoxide smoke detector in my one shot. And I have to have a fan going like a room fan because it has cathedral ceilings in it. If I don't have that going, it gets too hot. And it's just for air circulation. But the carbon monoxide detector and smoke detector does not like that whiff of air. It senses that that is messing with it. And it's not because it's a low battery or anything, because it's a direct wire and everything, but it does a chirp every like five minutes to let you know that that air circulation is wrong for its location. I, I except for on rare occasions, I do not even notice it anymore. People will come in the shop and be like, hey, your thing's chirping. I'm like, yeah, I know. I, but I don't even hear it anymore because I've told myself it still works fine when, because it does. I, it has gone off before. It works fine. I don't need to worry about that. But that is what even we get to be like with sin. After a while, we say, I did it, and I'm all right still. Things are okay. Didn't really ruin anything. I'm just going to keep doing it. And I think that's what they got to the point with, with even some of the worst sins where it built up over time. And... We do this too, though, with some sins that don't seem to be terrible, but they seep and infect other aspects of your life. They 
ruin other parts of your life. Even if, even a terrible sin that does is terrible in the moment, there are things that ripple effect down the road. And when they're doing these things constantly, that things are absolutely horribly messed up within their culture, within their governmental systems, their family systems are extremely terrible. Okay, so, are you ready to talk about the Nephilim? Oh, and no, everyone, no one's heard that term? I have. Audrey has? Okay. Do you want to tell us anything about it, Audrey? Isn't it like that, like... Other hu human, like non-human, like race, or whatever. like the, and we read about it where it's like, like the god, it they like came down like bread with the humans, and it's like sometimes it's like theorized that's where like the that one like H positive blood type came from or something like that. Oh, I haven't heard that. Something. Okay. And then they're like they're like fallen. Yes. Okay. So. Yes. All right. So nobody else, nobody had in their Bible Nephilim in any of these verses one through. I might have. Six. Did anyone have Nephilim? Wait. You might. If you have a King James version, it doesn't have Nephilim. No. Wait. Instead, it has son. Um, it has. It'll say giants or sons of God. Little s. Um, the ESV, I think, has it translated as Nephilim. Um, so, <clears throat> this is what Gideon has asked about a couple times about. And there's two main ideas. So, I'm going to read, I'm just going to read this again for you. So, in verse 2 there, that it says, The sons of men saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives, of all they chose. Alright? So, the sons of God there, little s, what do you think that means? Just looking at it plainly. Not a capital S, like Jesus. Angels? Why do you think that? Well, those are the beings that are with God, I guess. Okay. So they could be considered sons of God because they're close. I mean, aren't humans called sons of God too? Okay. Later. But why okay. would it specify How do you know that? That humans. Okay, so here I'm going to give you the two theories here for these, these verses here, and then everything that we're going to look at is verses in the Bible to explore this, okay? Because there are tons of ideas out there. You can find them on YouTube videos and the internet and apocryphal books, which are related to the Bible but aren't part of the Bible. You can find stuff all over about them. 
but we're going to look at what the Bible says about it. So, two theories by theologians about this. One, and this is very basic, there are subgroups within these theories, but the first one is that the Nephilim, or the sons of God, are fallen angels who had children with human women. And some of those are were giants. Okay? And like that's where like the Philistines came from. Like right? um, that's like the like Goliath yeah. and the sons of Anak. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The second theory or idea is that the Nephilim were giants. Okay. The sons of God separately were men who believed in God and followed him and their children did great things and made a name for themselves. That's what men of renown literally and contextually here means was if someone is renowned, like the band of renown, right? Because you guys are famous, right? That's the idea of renown is that you are known. Everyone knows that they've heard about you, okay? <clears throat> now, Let's go and first, well, before we go to any chapters, first, let's look at um, the actual word Nephilim, because this is the Hebrew word, and this means, the first part here means to fall, okay? Who, what creatures do we know that have sinned? Humans and angels. Humans and angels. Okay, so that doesn't rule anything out, right? Just by using the Hebrew word. Doesn't help us at all. But that's what it literally means. So we knew know that it couldn't be humans, it could be angels. Okay. Can we rule out humans because it said daughters of men? So we would assume that daughters of men are human. And if they were human, it would have said sons of men. Um, yeah, because it does make a distinction that between it's sons of God marrying the daughters of man, mankind. So it'd be weird. So you like, could, like, roll out humans? Okay, let's, let's go to the verses that we have for this. Let's go to Luke chapter 3, <coughs> verse 38, to start. We have a couple places that we're going to go. Okay. Number 30. 38. 338. What? Luke which, which the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. Okay. All referred to sons of God. Mm -hmm. So this is the idea that they are following God. They believe in God, so they are called sons of God. Okay. Seems pretty clear cut, right? No. Why? How else would you interpret that verse? Well, that verse specifically, yeah. But in relation to this verse, it doesn't make sense. Because but it's the same terminology. Yeah. But Jesus is also called Son of God. Yes. That doesn't make him He was human. Yeah. But We are also called the sons of God, and that doesn't make us Jesus. So, 
Right, but you're called the sons of God because you follow Jesus. Well, anyways, it says that when men multiplied, the sons of God took them as wives. And so it doesn't make sense that it's men and then other men took those men's daughters as wives. Like, why would it Be, well, make so that distinction if it's humans with other humans? Because it's referring to that they may have taken wives that were not, say, of like maybe Cain's descendants who don't follow God. Okay, we'll go on, all right? So let's go to Job um, chapter 1, verse 6. Yep. So this is um, this is about God's God showing God on His throne in heaven. So verse six says, "Now there was a day when the sons of God." came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. Who is Satan? Fallen angel. The fallen angel. Okay. And then there is um, another another point in Job, sorry I don't have that one written down, but where it's the same terminology again when Satan comes before God again, and the sons of men come before God. Or son, sons of God, sorry. So, that would seem to say, oh, the sons of God are angels. But this is the only place where they are considered, where that terminology refers to them as angels. Where you for sure know that that's what, angels or fallen angels, okay? There are many other places I didn't, we're not going to go there, but where Paul and Peter refer to Christians as sons of God. Used all throughout. Another, so another example. Okay, so. What about the other books written by Moses? Like what terminology do those books use? They're, it's always just referred to as angels in those. Or, um, there's a, there is when Abraham is visited by the three men, where that one of them is Jesus, the other two are angels. They come and visit him, but it doesn't say that it doesn't use the terminology "sons of God" or "son of God." Just says that he had visitors, and you imply from the text as he speaks with one of them who is God about Sodom and Gomorrah that you realize through the text and the story that he's speaking with God. Um, okay. So. Not very definitive one way or the other, I would say. Okay. Let's go to... Um, so here's another interesting thing. What do you know about angels. Have you ever seen in the Bible a female angel? No. You 
either see things that are unidentifiable as human, or you see what looks like a human, or and they're usually terrifying to people, right? And they're always described in the male um, pronouns or names, okay? Let's go to Matthew 22. I should have asked you all which you thought, which one you thought was correct before we started digging. Okay, this is Jesus speaking again. Matthew 22, verse 30. Someone want to read that? You're already there? For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of, the, of God in heaven. Okay. So angels do not marry. And are not given in marriage. What should your counter argument be to that? Well, they were fallen angels. So fallen angels possibly could just disregard that. Yeah. Unless, of course, they're not made to even be married, right? Where they could even have children. I don't know. Okay, so another interesting thing there. Um, let's go now to Second Peter verses or chapter two, all the way then. Jesus Christ. 
I will therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, after afterward destroyed them that believed not. And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them, in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. They were fallen angels, and they uh, disobeyed, and they are reserved um, for the judgment day, and they defiled, or they gave themselves to fornication, and they, um, you know, they defiled human, or flesh. Seven, it switches to talking about humans. Right? Mm-hmm. And then if you keep reading on, it talks about Balaam, it talks about Cain. Um, so you see these different ones. So it's hard to tell because that could be referring to that maybe that's talking about here these possibly angels that are fallen. Going back to Genesis 6. <coughs> I would say, for me, I lean more towards that these are all humans that are being referred to. That the giants are just part of the genetic code. That, you know, that it changed and that this is a possibility to come out among it if you get the right genes that come together and because if you read verse 4 it says that there were giants in those days and also after them so in days afterwards when the sons of men came unto the daughters of men so it's not saying that the giants were the result of it necessarily but that they were that these are things that coincided that they happened at the same time. Um, either way, it's really not all that important because the bottom line is that God is looking at them and seeing them do this evil here within the earth. And it is we look at all of this and see that there is evidence that there were very intelligent, very accomplished people back before the flood. That maybe part of the moving these huge things was that there were giants. Right? How what better way to build move giant rocks than get five, six Goliaths 
together. Maybe 20 of them, I don't know. Who knows how many there were? Make it a lot easier to do some of these things. Um, and, but in the end, despite how accomplished they are, that at best they're still sickly in their spirit. Their relationship with God has been destroyed, that they have really ruined that aspect of their being. And if you look at all the other times where God destroys a group of people, not the whole world like he's going to do, but he destroys a group of people, there are things that always accompany that level of evil. You look at Sodom and Gomorrah, there's it's all sexual sins throughout the whole city in every kind. In fact, when the angels come down, that's what they want to do to them. You look at um, all the religions surrounding Israel after David's time, they're all about sacrifice, human sacrifice, and specifically babies that are sacrificed. When that same, um, I was telling you about that pyramid that was built, where there was a church built over the top of it in Mexico City, they have a museum there next part of that that's all about the Aztecs and the Mayans. It's really one of the best museums I've ever been to with the amount of stuff that they had in there. And you went through and you looked at all this cool stuff. Of course, they have lots of skulls and stuff because they did human sacrifices. And then there was, you got towards the end of the whole display, going around and around. And in cases, they had human bones that they had unearthed, that they had found. They had human bones that had the skull cut out, like they did surgery to it or whatever. And then in the case, there was a human baby skeleton, the one that they found in their sacrifice. And that's a culture that is gone now. You can say whatever because of history that it's gone, but God has brought about things to, there's a point where he says, we're not, I'm not allowing you to go further. And that's what's going to happen to us again as the human race. There's going to come a point in the future where God is going to say, that's enough. I can't let you continue with that type of sin any longer. And that's when he's going to return and finally set things right. Okay, so next week we will continue on and we'll talk more about Noah and um, what God saw in him and talk about the flood and continue on with our series. Thank you.